Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us again in yet another installment of Stay Uncomfortable. This is Johan. This is your boy O. And Oscar. Oh my God. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling very good. I'm ecstatic, a little anxious, but also excited. Anxious? Uh-oh. No, not in a bad way, just... I got I got an event this week I'm going to. Yeah. And and kind of nervous. Also, also, you took finals yesterday. Started to take one. You took a final yesterday. Yeah. How do you think that went? But I finished in like five minutes. So you failed? No. Cause I remember one time I finished a test in five minutes and I had to repeat the third grade. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I passed. I'm pretty sure I passed. Yeah, intro to sociology. We are on our way to becoming a counselor, hopefully. Oh, we, we're, we're going to need that here, bro, honestly. Yeah. People keep telling me, oh, you should be a marriage counselor. I'm like, I'm not trying to go back to school. Yeah. But. But, yeah, final started, and I don't I don't have that much to go. After this Friday, I'm free of that, and then I can go back to my regular scheduled program. Yeah. You, you finish in May. May. Yeah, I graduate. I'm, I'm proud of you, son. Yeah, thank for you. For real, for real. Um, what about you, brother? Well, I'm feeling really well. Um, I'm feeling... Yes, yesterday I had a moment, bro, where I was just driving, you know, on the road, and I was on the phone with a couple guys, and I, I think I told you this. I just said, yo, can we just take a minute to thank God for how good he is, bro? Like, like just saying God is good. And everybody was like, just stopped it in the tracks, like, yeah, God is good. That's yeah. what's up. And... I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to say that my life is perfect or has any, you know, or have anything together for that matter. But God is so good, regardless of my circumstance, regardless of what I put myself through. Right. Um, I know that if I'm a desert, at least I'm not in a desert by myself. You know, it's like the Israelites. It was a two week trip. It could have been a two week trip and it took them 40 years. They weren't alone in the desert. They put themselves in there, but they weren't alone. Weren't they... Didn't it take that long because of their own fault, though? Yeah, so here's the thing. If you look at a map of where they were walking in, in the desert, it was, like, legit, uh, I don't even know how many miles that you could walk it back and forth within two weeks. And then because of their disobedience, because of their ignorance, because of their rebellion towards God, it took them 40 years, man. Mm-hmm. And that just says a lot. And Moses was heated. You know, um... <laughs> We're about to have a, a, a yeah. We're, we're not doing that. But, I mean, hey, hey, man, we got we got serious things to talk about. Yeah, that that's for the pre live for the sub only chat maybe. But, yeah. But with that being said, with that being said, um, God is faithful. God is good always. Um, this morning I woke up to like I was really peaceful when I woke up, and then I'm like, "Where's my wife? She's not here. She's not next to me." And then I wake up, she's over here reading the Bible and praying. I'm like, "There it is." Like, the atmosphere has just been good, and um, I swear, I feel like the tides are turning for the better. That's always good. You know, I feel like God is doing something good, and, and it's not even that God is doing something good. I feel like we're acknowledging that God is doing something good. He's been doing something yeah. good. Like, we're just finally participating in it. Yeah, and, and, we're, and we're no longer um, getting in the way of him trying to be good. Well, it, not trying, because he is good exactly. by nature. Yeah. But... 
we're no longer getting in the way of what he wants to do. We're not trying to help him. Exactly. We're just like, okay, God. It's like that one quote that Maddie Montgomery has. It's like, we always want to say, God bless what we're doing, but we don't want to do what God has blessed. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like we're finally falling in line to mm-hmm. the, the purpose of God, to seeing uh, the goodness in the way that he intended us to live in it. Not exactly. the way that we just want it for ourselves. Because, bro, we can be hard-headed, man. It's like I was telling you yesterday, like, any issues that I have in my marriage is is mainly because I want to fix something without acknowledging that God is the one who has to be there with me. Yeah. It's like I go about it backwards. God is not my last resort. He is the only resort at this point. Exactly. And you, you asked me, like, what do, what do I think is different from now on going forward? And I was like, it was that, like, God is at the forefront. Right. I'm no longer giving him a back seat. It's like, okay, either... It's you or you. There's no other option here, you know? Yeah. So. We're going to do the the 1 to 10? Yeah, yeah, we can do the 1 to 10. I'll, right. I'll start since I was already talking. Um, yeah. But I'm going to add one. You're going to add one? Yeah. This year. Okay. 1 to 10. Oh. How, how was it? And that and that's going to lead into the, the question that I have for the morning. Like, you know, kind of why was your year that number? Okay. All right. So let's start uh, physically. Bit of a headache, like usual. What is with your headaches, man? Man, I don't know. I don't know. You might but, need glasses or something. No, not not really. I already checked that out. But either way, um, physically, I'm at a six. Mentally, uh, I'm at a seven. And spiritually, I feel myself at an 8.5. Kind of where I am. It makes me smile when you... When you, when you yeah, smile. man. I, I'm not trying to dip below that, you know. that's Yeah. That's what it is. How about you? Oh, the year? We, I'll answer the the general okay, ones, okay, and then okay. you can you can go ahead. So for me, uh, physically, I am, I'm like about a six and a half, right? About a six and a half. Hopefully, I know it'll go up after the semester finally fully ends because then I can go back to being in the gym like five, four times a week. Yeah. Um, mentally and emotionally, I'm like a, I'm like a eight. Okay. All due to God, really. Yeah. Always. And spiritually, I'm like an eight as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm like an eight. I just woke up today really feeling just gratitude towards God. It was that woman praying, bro. I'm telling you, Carmen was praying this morning, and it's just like the she shifted the atmosphere in Hazleton, bro. That's what it is. That's really what it is. I mean, never never, never underestimate the prayer of a woman. Man. Never, bro. Never. Women, women are natural, natural born like... Not conquer intercessors, bro. Yeah, like they just they have something about them. It's just different, man. It's yeah, like and they do everything out of love. That's true. Because the word does say that faith without love is really like pointless. Uh, faith without works, I think. No, no, true. no. There's a oh, like okay, I got you. Like if if what is Paul saying? What do I do with all these things? Like I'm still gonna sound like a piece of metal banging, clashing yeah, against ex- each other. Ex- but I don't ex- have love. I can do all these things exactly. So, so that, okay. So yeah. So your year. One to ten, how was it? Man, I'm gonna give my year like a six point five or a seven. Just because there's been a lot of ups and downs. Plenty of ups and downs. Yeah. Um I was unemployed for a little bit there. And it was rough. However, God had already or you know, set it up so that we wouldn't have to struggle like that. Yeah. Um also, uh I give it a higher score because my wife and I went on two vacations. 
whereas we went to virtually none in 2022. Right. So there was that. It was fun. And um, it's been a very... After things settled down a little bit, like let's say from from June to here, it's been kind of like a steady, you know, it's plateaued a little bit. So yeah. that's good, you know. We love that. Yeah. Uh, my year, I would have to give it... It's hard because, you know, I give my year maybe like a six. Okay. The only reason it's not like a three, again, is because God has just been tremendously good with me. Yeah. That's the only reason why it's not like a one. But my year is a six because just, I've I've gone through a lot this year, but I've also grown so much. We've seen it. That... He has he he didn't allow me to fall to to fall to fall so deep into my own, uh, I guess you could say consequences that, you know, he's, he he re- he rescued me he brought me back up yeah, so I feel like that's why and you know I I also took a little trip I've done certain things by myself you know mm-hmm. that many people in mind I have not not done I've healed from a lot of traumas I've gotten into new hobbies I that little thing on Instagram like there are a lot of new I got finished a tattoo yeah. So, finally. Yeah, finally. Because all we were seeing just Heath Ledger's head, but yeah, not his body. Not the rest of his body. Yeah. Uh, I reconciled with some very good friends. Yeah. My brother Johan and his wife Carmen. Yeah. He's talking about me. He's talking about me. Yeah. I reconciled with them. One day I'll tell you guys that story. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was the year. Yeah, it was, Um, just to speak to that, Uh, for those of you who don't know, like Oscar was saying, he's gone through some some treacherous moments <laughs> in the past year. Yeah. And but he did what many people refuse to do, which is put in the work. You know? Uh I just want to give you your flowers right now because I've seen you put in the work and I've seen the the results of that. And you and in uh in turn you've inspired me to put in the work. You know, I, I take no shame in saying that yes, you were one of the biggest reasons why I decided to, you know challenge myself to address myself to confront many many issues right little things here and there and it's like if the little things go unaddressed then it becomes a big issue i feel like i feel like the 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 only reason not the only but i feel like one of the reasons why god allows us to really go through certain things is so that we can just be have that experience and we can literally just help others who are shifting in the same direction or are already in the same direction of course of course because now like let's say um i need any advice or any of your friends need any advice yeah you can speak from a place of authority yeah you know and speaking from a place of authority is essential because people when they're seeking advice they seek uh authenticity mm-hmm. they don't want just generic cookie cutter oh yeah bro uh, xyz no, like, listen, man, I've been there. Yeah, I'm still kind of crawling out of there, to be honest with you. Exactly. Um, I can't give you all the answers, but let me tell you what's going on with me, and that can inspire people to become better virgins, especially men. Mm-hmm. Why do we get so caught up in ourselves, bro? That's my biggest problem. And every time that I'm talking to my wife about any of my issues, it always comes back to the same thing. I always get caught up in my head. I'm in my head a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I uh, anxiety. I, I I think a little bit, overthink things, and it's like, there's, what can I do? Right. And the only thing she says, you need to talk to somebody. Yeah, we as men, and that's why we have this whole podcast as well. Like we've gone through, in our whole lives, you know, twenty. What are you? Twenty eight. Twenty eight years old. Twenty nine. Yeah. And I'm twenty six. Like we've gone through a lot of different we've we've been on the spectrum for a lot of different things we've been involved in church hurt we've been involved in relationship things we've been involved in financial things we've been involved in 
in in f- family things. And, you know, I feel like God has allowed us to really go through that because I feel like at one point in time, he's like, you know what? You guys are going to create a podcast one day. Yeah. And I don't I don't bless what, what, what I don't bless people that pretend. So this yeah. is this is this is what it is. Yeah. And it's it's a sad thing that we even have to allow ourselves to go through certain things to be able to be blessed to, you know, to fix ourselves, yeah. like making it more a little bit more difficult on ourselves. But at the same time. It's a beautiful story that eventually one day is going to unravel itself to be what people need to hear. Mm-hmm. So while that story is being written, we'll keep you guys updated on what's going on because <laughs> there's a lot. It's uh, I'm telling you, it's a beautiful. What, what was the example that I always uh, mosaic? Yeah, it's like the glass. It's broken glass. Mm-hmm. We're being put back together, but it's gonna make a beautiful image. Of course. Sometimes even more beautiful than before it was broken. And God is still writing. God, God doesn't have mental blocks like like authors do. He's mm-hmm. not there like what's next. No, He knows what's next. Exactly. He knows what's next. And for all the men that are listening, like we, this is where we want you to relate, right? We know that you don't got everything figured out. We know it. And I'm sorry that society may have put like pressure on you to think that you should have everything figured out. Yeah. No, you should you should should have some things together, you yeah. know. There's something accountability is very important. You need to know where you're dropping the ball, but at least recognize that you're dropping the ball. Move forward, but don't beat yourself up because you don't have everything figured out. Like you're listening to two guys, which again people ask us, what are your qualifications that we've been through it. That's pretty much it. So, yeah. Um if you don't have everything figured out in 2023, don't worry about it. I promise you, nobody does. Yeah, no you, matter what you see on exactly. social media. Exactly. Don't believe what social media tells you. That's a lie. Those are people giving you the cropped and edited versions of what they want you to see. Just focus on being a better man if you're married, being a better husband, being a better father, and being a better son to God. Yes, ultimately. Sir. Ultimately, that's what it is. Yes, sir. So last week we spoke about, um, you know, I don't know if you that, was that the question for the day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just make how sure. do you, how do you know how do you know if you are well for the men how do you know if you've transitioned from a boy to a man or if you're in the middle of that transition we just put out a few qualities and for the women is to in order for you to recognize if you're dating a man or if you're dating a man child a exactly boy. exactly and just to, a little refresher you can go back to that to last week's episode you know to um to really get in debt of these three points but. Mm-hmm. Just to bring you guys back, um, we spoke about um how boys make promises they can't keep and men say it and they mean it. Number two, a man is inspired by your strength and not intimidated by it. And number three, we ended at a man will do his best to keep you forever. A man will never give up on you. Right. So in this week, we have three more points for you guys. You ready? Got three more. So we're going to start off with a man doesn't make you feel like your problems are drama. No, he tries to avoid you when you're down. Repeat it. A man doesn't make you feel like... A man doesn't make you feel like your problems are drama, nor he tries to avoid you when you are down. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're starting out with this one because um, it's a point that I want to emphasize that this was me before okay. in, the, in the, the meaning that I didn't want to address things. I was afraid of confrontation. Right. And then it made it seem like if I don't want to confront it, why should anyone else want to confront it? And then in my mind, you're just being dramatic. And so was that like it was it was because well, the thing for me was because I was in the same boat as you, right? The thing for me was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. 
But then for like it came for me, it came from my household. Like as a child, nothing ever seemed like a big deal for from my in my in my childhood, at least from what I saw. Like everything just seemed very surface level. Like we didn't argue, but then again, I was so far. I was I felt like I was so emotionally distant from my from my family that even if there was something going on, they wouldn't allow me to see that something was going on. Exactly. So for me, it was like it's not that big of a deal, babe. Like why are you why why are you stressing over? Yeah, this? why are you stressing? Why are you crying? Like. Yeah, I take think, it as me. Like if it was me, I'd do this, this, and that, and that's just the completely whole. That's the wrong approach. Exactly. Like a, a man who is emotionally intelligent is gonna recognize that you're stressed about something, and if something is bothering you, no matter how small we might interpret it to be, he's gonna do his best to at least validate what you're feeling. Of course. To try to understand what you're going through, and not in a in a way of patronizing you, not in a way of of you know. Uh, what's the word? Well, patronizing is the right word. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to make you feel as though, but he's actually going to level with you, ground himself, and say, wait, my girl is going through this. Yeah, she, yeah. W- what do I need to do here? And um, again, I'm telling you, I have dropped the ball on that. There have been times where my wife has straight up said, this is what I'm feeling, X, Y, Z, and I have failed to ground myself, to level with her, and to maybe assess the gravity of the situation, at least to her. Right. You know, not saying that it's not a grave situation, but at least as a man, if she sees the support of her husband, it can be soothed a little bit. Yeah, of course. And I feel like we do fail a lot at that. Yeah. Like my wife, when she used to work in the call center, anybody who's ever worked at a call center knows that that can be a very toxic environment. Oh, my God. You know that. Yep. You get cursed out over the phone. You get insulted. You get this and that. Like the pressures of... Oh, the phone has to the phone has to be maximum five minutes or whatever. Make sure you get them in and out, whatever. And she would just call me sometimes. I'll be at work and she'll just call me like crying. She'll call me. Oh, I don't. I can't take this. I can't take this. I'm gonna do that. And I'll just be like, Why are you getting pressed over somebody with the phone? Exactly. Me trying to handle it, like putting my putting myself in her shoes, but in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, if it was me, I wouldn't even ignore it. Like whatever. Like over there with the phone, they wouldn't say that to your face. Mm-mm. But that wasn't the answer she was looking for. Bro, she was looking for. She was looking for empathy. She was looking for understanding. She was looking for somebody to verbally rub her back and tell her from her husband. That's from her husband. that's what you know. That's like the biggest caveat there. Yeah. Like the whole world can tell you, you know, to calm down. Yeah. But she wants her man to yeah. actually go ahead and like, yo, babe, I got you. Listen, listen mm-hmm. to me. But as somebody who worked in a call center for four years, yeah, you worked in a call center for a little bit there too. Three same weeks, like three weeks. Same place I was. This man left because he didn't get a good check. He's like, nah, I'm out of here. If, any, there's, if there's any reason to leave a job, it's because it's you because didn't, of get, that. It's because you didn't of that. get a good check. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> but anyway, I worked in a call center for, for four years, and I could steadily see the decline of my mental health. Even to this day, I'm, I still got some of the repercussions of that. Like, I remember before, I could memorize phone numbers. I was quick on my feet i could talk real quick and then like working with customers it kind of like kind of crippled me a little bit and the thing is you go with the back and forth the uh, you know rehearsed lines the scripts yeah. people losing hundreds of thousands of dollars in your in their business yeah and you gotta lie to them over the phone and say hey listen everything is gonna be fine we got this we got this but in reality they i got cussed out one time because this one person they were like hey listen uh, my website went down, and I need to pay my my employees. And then I made the mistake of saying, oh, I understand how you feel. He's like, no, you don't. I have to pay 
over $500,000 in salaries today, and those people are not getting that money today because the website is down. So how can you possibly understand? Obviously, I'm I'm sugarcoating. That's a nice version of what you told me. And then I'm like, dang. And then all of that, all that kind of accumulated. And then I can only, I empathize with somebody who wants to like at the end of the day unwind or at least, uh, you know, uh, decompress with somebody. Right. And then they just say, oh, everything's going to be fine. Mm. Like, bro, I got to go back to this tomorrow. What are you talking about? Yeah. Sometimes it's not about what you say, really. It's just about being present for somebody. Yeah. And I, I, I've learned that this year as well. Like, people, and something like the example that was given is like, you know how, you know, people, you lose loved ones and everything, and people just tell you the same cliche thing. And it's appreciated. And it's always like, they're in a better place. They're this and mm-hmm. that, you know. Oh, time heals all wounds. And it's like, that may be it, but I'm not trying to hear that right now. I just no. lost this person that I love very much. Don't tell me that everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Just be there. I feel like we have to be very conscious about the fact that our words hold weight. And they could either fix things mm-hmm. or make things worse. They, Of course. The the example, Manny talked about it one time on his TikTok, how... um. How when his wife was going through what she was going through, yeah, and he w- like at one point he was trying to get away from just that 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 part of his life, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go to church, and even in church he was just getting he was getting, oh, how's your wife doing? How's this? So even he couldn't even escape it, yeah, and he was just saying like, you don't have like don't tell me all these things because you're number one you're not in it with me, exactly. You're just you're just saying the default response to somebody else's trauma. It's almost like it's coming from a place of pity. Yeah. And the last thing we want is, well, a real man, not an attention seeker. Yeah. The last thing we want is pity from another person, especially when I'm going through a literal life or death situation Literally. in my life. So uh, you have to be very careful with how you address things. And once again, just reining it back to the original statement, a real man will not dismiss you or make you feel like you're being dramatic for whatever it is that you're going through, mm-hmm. no matter how little it is. And for the guys that are listening to me, Especially the married men that I want to just, you know, empathize with you and understand that we have problem solver mentality. Yeah. We see our wives, for example, if my wife comes home from work, uh, well, when she did come home from work, used to, <laughs> um, I remember she would come home and she was like stressed, bro. I could see it in her face. She came home from work and she was telling me about some issues with some coworkers. And as she's telling me all these things, I'm analyzing how this can get fixed. Yeah. Because it's not a bad... So you're not even really listening. No, but here's the thing. It's not a bad sentiment because I don't want my wife to go through this at her work environment. Of course. Nobody wants to be stressed at work, right? And then once I start like just shooting off solution for her, you could do this. Let's do that. How about that? I got more mad. She's like... I don't really need a solution right now. And and, and then she said something that kind of got to me. She's like... Do you don't you think that I'm smart enough to already come up with those solutions? Don't you think don't you think I've been through the the whole how do I get out of this? Yeah. I'm just trying to talk to you about how my day was and how to, you know, decompress, you know, let it out because if I don't talk to someone, it's gonna accumulate and get worse. And then that day I'm like, I can't always be solution ready. And I've heard people say things online where they ask their wives, are we listening or are we, or are we fixing today? But even that sounds kind of like, hey, you're being dramatic. What are we doing today? Uh, yeah. It's like I don't even. And like just to share a little bit, a, a little bit more, um, on that you you don't realize the person you don't realize what you are creating in somebody when you, uh, what's the opposite of validate? 
um, validate, invalidate, invalidate somebody, somebody's emotions. And I, I went through a phase like, like just to be a little vulnerable. Like my wife, when I met her, like she was just the sweetest person, the kindest person. And because of me, because of how I grew up, because of basically me invalidating her emotions through so many years, she ended up turning into like somebody just like me, right? Somebody very cold, somebody very, you know. And now, and now we're you know working towards that, working towards fixing that. Because obviously, no man wants a wife that's that's just not in touch with her emotions at all. Distant. Yes, yeah, distant. So you don't you don't realize as a man the person that that you're creating because. When you were with somebody for so long, they they tend to take things from you. Yeah, they into they, they start acting like you, they start talking like you, they start possibly even feeling like you. The same taste in a lot of things. Yeah, and you don't realize what you're creating. So then it gets to a point where it's like, you as a man want that because I feel like that's how it was created to be. You have to as the man want this woman to be gentle. You want this woman to be understanding. You want this woman to be... So then now you, ha- as a man, have an issue, and the only answer you're getting from your woman because this is what you created is. Well, solve it, or why are you acting like that? Exactly, exactly. I feel like you know, as men, we grow up trying to. And I feel uh, just to finish yeah, ahead, that. I feel ahead. like I feel like that. I feel like in this generation, that is where the whole sassy man thing is coming from. Yeah, I think as men, we ourselves have created this generation of hard women. Mm-hmm. That is to the point that now we're the ones that need certain validation and we're not getting it. Yeah, there was an imbalance somewhere along the line. Yeah, there was an imbalance somewhere along. There was a canon event huge that just happened. Yeah. That now it's like all these women are independent, hard, they don't need no man, etc. And now the men are the ones who are like... Which I wish... I'm going to lose a lot of people here, but I wish women would understand how bad of a mentality that is if you if you want to get married. That's it. You know, I'm not... Yeah. If you want to be independent and, and single and whatever, do what you're going to do. That's fine. But in a marriage, a sense of independence to a, like, like that can be detrimental. What do you mean by that? I'm going to lose my... No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you don't get married to have a roommate. You don't get married just to pay, split some split bills, bills in the house, to you know split raising kids. No, you're, you're becoming one. And in that, you kind of do lose some sense of independence. Yeah. Just like my wife is not fully independent anymore. She depends on me. I'm not fully independent anymore, and I depend on her. Literally, it's in your taxes. Exactly. Exactly. Dependent. So when we talk about these things, hey, I'm I'm the strong, independent woman. Okay, but now you're kind of putting the man in the backseat role where he should be at the forefront. And now these men, they don't... <laughs> how do you say... I thought about it in Spanish. No sirven para nada. They, they they're useless. They're you literally, bro. Men nowadays, and I'm sorry for the guys who are listening to me. The shoe fits, put it on, and walk the miles. But it, men nowadays have become useless. Can't do any handiwork. If their wives need them for anything, they they have to. This fu- is the only handiwork they do. Exactly on the video game. That's the only handiwork they can do. Their wives need them for something. They're, these women would rather call other men to help change a tire than talk to their husbands. Women would rather uh, figure it out themselves mm-hmm. before they look at this bum and ask him to do something. Three weeks go by. It's hey, still not done. It's still not done. I'm going to go back to the dishwasher in the sink, bro. Why is that sink still mm-hmm. leaking, brother? Why is it still leaking? Your wife asked you to fix it. And then we have the gall to say, hey, you're overreacting, going back to the thing. You're being dramatic. But maybe, maybe some of her drama and overreaction is because of you. Maybe you should have just fixed that. Yeah, and just 
apart from the physical fixing, which is as men, we I feel like we have to do. We need. We should do. We should at least be able to learn how to, you know, put some screws together or change a tire. Yeah. Or or whatever. But in, in just in the emotional aspect, because let's be real here, like women are more emotionally inclined than men. Yeah. So. As a man, and even that curb is changing. That tide is changing. Yeah, but it go, it goes back. To, it goes back to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now the men are like, I need. Now the men are like, oh, these are my love languages, and this is what I need to feel loved. Exactly. And now they've created this with the, these this group of women that is like, no, you're being sassy. You're being exactly. Soft. It's like you always tell me, we're pushing women out of their feminine energy. They can't be feminine anymore. No. Because the way that a woman can feel feminine, a way that a woman can feel like she is in her in, in her 100% operating self, mm-hmm. when she's married, I mean, is when she has a man who is in his masculine energy. She doesn't have to take the role that belongs to you. Exactly. So it's like we can feed off of each other, mm-hmm. but I do have a role. Yeah. And you have a role. And then when those roles start to get mis- you know, misconstrued, Screwed mm-hmm. and switched up, you're gonna start. You're gonna stop seeing me as a man, and I'm gonna stop seeing you as a woman. I'm gonna see you as a nagger, as yep. somebody who is always trying to make me uh, do something. Which at the end of the day, that is literally just the nature of the woman to do. It just comes out in a form of nagging because she's just. It's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Nagging is not a good thing. No. The Bible says. This is Crazy. in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Crazy because you were just telling me this. Yeah. I already know what you're going to say. It is. <laughs> That's crazy. It's... The Bible says it is better, like, for you as a man to live on the on the corner of a roof. It is cold right now. Cold as heck right now. Yeah. The Bible says it's better for you to live there than in a home with a nagging wife. Now, I believe 100% for the most part. That the nagging wife is created by an incompetent husband. Oh, my gosh. If you are being an incompetent husband, do not... Ex- Yo, I thought about something. Go I was off. thinking about this yesterday. Oh, it's in here. Actually. Go off. Say, oh, oh, oh. oh, it's in the notes. Hold on, hold on. Where is it? Oh, hey. Ready for this? I'm ready, bro. I'm going to drop some facts on bro, you today. I'm ready, bro. <laughs> you cannot expect to be treated as an asset if you keep acting like a liability. And that was a podcast for today, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so you cannot expect to be treated as an asset if you're acting like a liability. If you are not acting in the role that God put you to be in, right? Acting asset means useful. Mm. You cannot expect to be treated as somebody who is useful, who's wanted, if you're acting like a liability. Which, in other words, a jeopardy. You can jeopardize what's going on because of you. Things you should be the glue that's holding things together. As a man, you know, we're not talking in the spiritual. Right. Obviously, God is the glue. The glue, but in the physical sense, and you are what's supposed to be the glue that holds things together. But in fact, you are what's undoing the threads of marriage. You, your actions, instead of holding things stably, you are destabilizing your marriage. So you cannot expect to be treated as someone who's useful when you're actually useless. Bro. Cause I have my own notes too. Go ahead, man. Go and it ahead. Was just, and I was like, I'm, I was talking about. Start writing more. Man. I was talking about it last week, and it was just about the fact that men, men were created to mend things. We were created to put things together. We were created to use things and put them back exactly how they were, if not better. Actually, let me add to that. Or right. let, go ahead. Well, actually, not even add. Maybe contradict a little bit. So maybe we can go off of here. Right. Men. I feel like we are 
created to make, to build. Exactly. To to build. Right. However, I feel like women are there to mend. Because when I hear build, I hear construct. Right. When I hear mend, I hear heal. Right. So I can make something, but my wife has a healing touch to things. Right. It's almost like, and we can even take it to a different example. Men can make a house, but women will make it a home. Right. You know? And if we start neglecting that aspect of our, you know, individual gender roles, yes, I believe in gender roles. It's, you can unfollow me right now if you want to. I believe that that the way back to a stable society is acknowledging that we have certain gender roles. So, and I'm not talking about cooking. I'm, no. I'm not talking about cleaning. No. I'm not talking about working. I'm not talking about, no. I'm saying things that are innate, like it is encoded in our DNA, things that men do better and things that women do better. For example, I will never be on the side that a woman should be the sole provider for the home. Right. Never. I if you if your wife is a millionaire and she's you know making that money and you you don't got to worry about money, just so you know, providing does not mean bringing money necessarily. Nope. What are you are you providing knowledge? Are you providing your time? Are you making that house work? Are there things broken that you can provide your skills for? Providing is not necessarily you know bring home food type of thing. So I'm, so I'm I'm with you I'm with you on the on the men build and you think and you say that women mend. Yeah. Adding on to that, as the man of the house, mm-hmm. as the husband of the house, your job is to always be the first to do anything. Yes. So if something is broken, you shall be the first to mend that. Yes. That is what that is what it is meant to do. It's taking up stewardship, responsibility. Exactly. You know? And maybe we can just make this a side point to point A or, you know, point A to the number one. Um, men are quick to do things. Boys ignore them. A man will see something that needs to be taken care of. Needs to be, yep. And he will jump to it. Rather, uh, a wannabe man, a man child or a boy, he will see it and his sense of laziness will take over and say it will get taken care of. It, eventually. So here, this is what I wanted to get to. Okay. The Greek word for mend, I don't know how to say it. I haven't practiced it. Okay. It's like kartitsu. Okay. Katartitsu. And it has three meanings, right? Okay. Repair, fix after damaged. Mm-hmm. Prepare, fortify before damage. Okay. Restore, bring back to the original form. Okay. So in the process of mending a woman who is going through something in her in, in, in her individuality, going through something in her job, yes, you should in a one shape in one way, shape, or form being present. Is it in itself can be a solution? Yeah. But it is also your job to help mend that, even if you didn't cause it. Absolutely. And even in in those... Because even if you didn't cause it, it's your responsibility still. Exactly, because that's your wife. Yep. It's your marriage. Like, I'm telling you, the sense of individuality will eventually, the lines will get blurred as you you grow together. And that's a beautiful thing. A lot of people want to fight against that. Uh, I've had a lot of women specifically tell me, oh, you cannot be codependent. Yes, the hell you can. Mm -hmm. You should be codependent to each other. If it's a healthy marriage... If it's something that that you can look at this person and say, I can lean on him, I can lean on her mm-hmm. for some rest. I can lean on her or him for some good advice. For whatever it is that you're going through, you can count on that person. But on one of the, the definitions that you just read, to reinforce before it gets broken. So, yes, you're going to go through some hard times. Mm-hmm. But the what you sow into your marriage, 
years in advance, the good times, the paying attention to her. Trustful. To making sure that when she's in going through a certain mm-hmm. moment in her life, that she you don't can, make her feel like she's crazy. That she can rely on you. That she can rely on you. Like, she can tell you, okay, she can... My husband is not going to make me think like I'm overreacting. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make me think like I'm crazy. And and if anything, she says, maybe I am going crazy. Let me ask my husband because he's a good a good gauge for this. Like, you took the time to build a relationship with this woman to the point that whenever she does go through these hard times, she's already reinforced. Um, it's going to bend, but it's not going to break. Some, some, of, some of us... Some of us are so quick to go help our our boys when they're in need, and then when our wives are in need, we're oh my god, oh my god, we're we're we're, we're like deal it yourself, do it yourself, man. I feel like the again, it's the sense of priority that we have as men, as husbands. We it could be all over the place because we're used to maybe our boys, we're used to, mm-hmm. but that this is when I say that marriage requires a reevaluation of priorities. You cannot get married and still say that your boys are number one mm-hmm. or that your parents are number one. Mm-hmm. And even after you have kids, you cannot start to say that they are number one. Exactly. You have to put God first. Your spouse comes after. That's it. You are, you, you, your spouse is the only person that you pick. You don't choose who your, your, parents, your are. parents are. You don't choose who your kids are. And in many sense, senses, your, your friends just fall on your, yeah, you know, they, they, just, they just come through. Yeah. Oh, you're working together, X, Y, Z. But the only person you make a conscious effort to marry, to intertwine your life with, Mm -hmm. is your spouse. To invest in. Exactly. So you owe it to them. Keyword, owe it, because you were the one, man, listen to me, You, no one forced you to get on one knee and mm-hmm. to pop that ring. Mm-hmm. No one forced you to ask this woman to take your last name and to just trust you with yeah. everything, sickness and in health. Mm-hmm. No one forced you to do that. You asked her. Therefore, since you asked, it is in your, uh, the ball's in your court. You have to fall, you have to come through with those promises, which is a point from last week. Yeah. A real man will keep his promises. A boy will not. A boy will not. Exactly. I feel like we can move on to number two, man. There's a lot to be said, but at the same time, unless you've got something more going on with that. I don't. Well, I just, I, I do have one thing and it kind of adds on to the emotional, the emotional uh, intimacy part. And it's like, you can, you know, back to the word mend, you cannot mend without intimacy. Exactly. You cannot, you, you can tell how, like, you don't even got to be in the household of a couple to know how the relationship is if you just see them outside of, out of the outside. That's you true. can tell a lot by a couple by just spending a few hours with them. Mm-hmm. And you need that intimacy. And, and and you can just tell when there's a certain level of intimacy. And there's just little signs that you, that, that you can that you can see. Yeah. Like I've seen in many cases, for example, something that I've learned is like the fact that when you're in a public place with your wife or like just a social event, just putting your hand on like her, her thigh or just yeah. near her, that is a sign of intimacy. Yeah. That right there, and and it goes back to the point of you got to get your hands in there to be intimate. Yeah, you can't be. You have to be present in your marriage to be intimate. You can't just one has their own his own schedule, one has his own thing going on, and then and then we just meet for dinner and then we sleep together. Yeah, because that's not actual intimacy. That's a roommate. That's a roommate. And in the same way, when God created us, He used His hands. He was intimate with us. Everything else He spoke into. It's 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 interesting that there's a sense of. Being involved 
mm-hmm. that's here. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest gripes I have with men, how uninvolved they can be in marriage, with their wives, with their kids, with whatever it is. They're just not there. Yep. A lot of women are terrified of having kids because mm-hmm. they know that this man is not going to be involved. Mm-hmm. A lot of women don't even know if they're going to be involved 10 years from now with them. And, and And the thing about men, which here's a caveat, we are always involved with something. So if you're not involved with your wife, what are you getting involved with? Mm-hmm. What is stealing your time? What are you looking at? And intimacy is not sex. No. I feel like sex, good sex at least, is a manifestation a of great yep. intimacy. Exactly. You know? Intimacy, intimacy is not sex at all, bro. No, it's like, not. And it goes back, and it just, you fact, this is the same relationship, there's no intimacy and nothing mends. Because like I said, you need to have intimacy in order to mend and fix things. You need to get your hands on whatever was broken. Exactly. You, then it, you fast forward years later. And then your marriage is in shambles. Now divorce is on the table. You guys are having a rough time. And then you look at your wife and it's like, but everything was fine. You weren't intimate enough to realize that everything was not fine. Mm -hmm. It's like the signs were there. And you know what? Forget about the signs. I told you straight up what was going on. And you still didn't care. I've had the conversation with my wife before. I've been on the other side of my wife telling me something straight up. And I really... It was like either I was in my head too much with my own things, not to realize that my wife is drowning over here. Mm. And it doesn't matter how how much I think I'm drowning. It is my job to swim back to shore and to make sure that she's in the shore with me. Yeah, you were swimming by yourself. Exactly. And that is how marriages start to fall apart. I'm telling you, I've seen so many marriages. Assume you'll figure it out. You'll take care of it. You're, you're strong. Like you said, like you... You'll, you'll, you'll be all right. You're strong. You'll be all right. You're tough. But this is this is where I, I am, insist that your spouse needs you to lean on them, and you need to allow them to lean on you. It is not uh, you do this by yourself. It's it's This is where I say you cannot do 50-50. It has to be 100-100. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to fully depend on you. And even when, here's the thing, even when we are going through our BS as men, we cannot allow that to drown us. Because we're going to take someone down with us. We don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. We're no longer single. We forget that we're no longer single, man. Is that. That's what it is. In the movie The Titanic, there was space on that door for both of them. <laughs> that, I don't, for some reason, that's what I'm thinking about right now. In Titanic, when they were drowning, there was space on that door for both of them. Yeah, there was. There was. So with that being said. Let's move on to let's point move number on. two. This one is uh, it's a little bit. It's not as deep. A man shouldn't. A man doesn't disappear or wait for you to make plans. Parentheses. Back to your favorite topic, being a leader. Yeah. What do you mean? It's not that deep, though. It's kind of deep. It is kind of deep, but not I, as. Yeah, I get. I get it. Um. The biggest thing that I have been dealing with in my marriage, I'm just gonna be very transparent right now, is initiative. A man who lacks initiative is a man who's not going to be there when he needs to be there. Mm-hmm. A man who lacks initiative is the one who's going to take the back seat. And then when he takes the back seat, he gives the driver's seat. He gives it up. Mm-hmm. Remember that example that you had about the young version of you in, yeah. in, the, in the front driver's seat? Mm-hmm. At this point, when the man takes it, nobody's in the driver's seat. Because either the wife takes the, the driver, the, the you know... The steering, the, the steering wheel. wheel. I right. forgot how to say the steering wheel. Man drives all day. He forgot to stay a steering wheel. Either either she takes a steering wheel, where she doesn't. That's not her place. Right. It's your place, or nobody's driving and the car's gonna crash. 
And there are women who would rather see the car crash. Yeah. Because they will be damned if they're about to take the role of a man. And to a point, that's a good thing. Yeah, to a point. Because why Why should I be doing a job that you promised me that you were going to do? Why should I take the initiative in anything when you don't show me initiative? Sometimes, let's use sex as an example. Oh, well, uh, a man speaking to a woman. Well, you never start anything. You never start anything. Why, mm-hmm. why do I always have to be the one to pursue you? She, and she just like... That's such a turnoff. It, bro. From what I've heard. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. She will tell you, why should I take initiative in anything when you don't show me the same? I'm telling you, as a man, if you do take initiative in most areas of your life, you're going to see a more active wife. Of course. Because, again, you all falls down to just how we were created, just yeah. the natural roles. You are a leader. You, As a man, as a true man, as a true leader, who, you know, we all have our faults. The moment you start leading in a certain direction, your wife will follow. Yeah. Yo, watch people say that I think women shouldn't drive. <laughs> She's gonna she's gonna follow pursue anyway. Sure. Obviously, if she's an intelligent woman, she she'll realize if it's a good or bad thing. If it's you know something like fitness, right? Yeah. Let's say a couple is not in their best moment health wise. As the man, you gotta present. You gotta acknowledge that, and and just anybody out there, you just gotta acknowledge that, and just be like, you know what, we gotta make a change. Yeah. And even if you present it to your wife, you know, babe, let's do this, and she's like, mm, I'm a bro, go by yourself because eventually. It'll show. It'll it'll not only show in his results, but she'll also be inclined to do it because she sees that you're focused on something and you're and you're taking that initiative. So you're saying that even if a man presents something to his wife and she doesn't necessarily agree, he should still do it anyway. Yes, if if it's something that can be beneficiary for both of them. I don't necessarily agree, and here's why. Um, let's say let's it's the most common example: a business proposal, right? right? I can come to my wife and say, hey, babe, listen, if we invest $2,000 here, right. by the end of the year, we would have made, what's a realistic number? Let's say 20K. Okay. Right? She can say, I don't know if we should invest. Let's say that the $2,000 is there, right? Right. And it's not really needed for anything else. Okay. Like, it's there for that. It's an investment. Uh, not even there for that, but it, it, like, if you waste it, you're not going to fall financially speaking, right? Okay. She says... Yeah, we can invest that money, or we can save up a little bit more so that when we put that money towards it, if we lose it, we're still not left with nothing. That's a good suggestion. Right. But you go ahead and say, yeah, but if we don't do it now, it's not going to get done. Like, it has to be done type now thing. Well, I mean, certain, my example of fitness was completely different than that, because yeah. that, that's something that affects the whole household. No, yeah, yeah. But something w- like money is something that, that you know, exactly can what w- either make or break. But, but what, what I'm saying is, your best bet is to try to get your wife in your corner. Of course. Because if you just go ahead and do something without her, of and course. then what she expected or not expected, because I, I, I'm not going to give, um, I'm not going to attribute to malice what I can attribute to ignorance. I'm not saying that she's expecting her downfall. Right. What I'm saying is that she can foresee a better way to do this. Of course. Right? Yeah. I, and w- once again, I keep going back to the, the wisdom of women. I believe 100% of the wisdom, that the innate wisdom that God puts in women. Right. Bro, I'm telling you, uh, you've heard me say it. Knowledge is she. Is that what you're going to say? No, no, no. The times where I have listened to my wife, I have seen the benefits. Mm-hmm. And the times where I haven't, I have forfeited blessings. Right. 
So, with that being said, there are moments where I do believe in the initiative that man should go ahead and take the lead. But those are in, those are in things that there's no possible way that's going to be an issue. For example, yeah. like Crystal said, church. Yeah. See, that when I mean, when I made the example, like I was just saying things like that. Okay, okay. Like just things. That's why I said things that will be beneficial. Because, again, money is one of those things that can make or break. You can make an investment. doesn't actually doesn't always mean that you're going to get that back exactly. in full in certain things as well. Like, But, like, things like more examples. Gym, mm-hmm. church, um, something as simple as clean the house. The house is messy. Exactly. Your wife don't want to do it. My man, start picking up. Eventually, put some it. music on and start picking up. She'll, and even with the whole sex thing, maybe you're in the mood. Yeah. Maybe she isn't also in the mood, but she's just looking for that. Pop out pop out two glasses, bro, in a, in a bottle of wine. Exactly. Put some music on. I've had somebody told me he was a man. It's like many times, like in the sexual aspect... Men don't always get what they want because they haven't cultivated to get that. It's like you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you just drink some coffee, head out the door, give your wife a kiss on the forehead. You don't talk for the whole day. And then when you get home at night, you're looking for what you haven't lost. It's like, what are you looking for, bro? Do you not forget that your wife is also to be simulated mentally? She she is missing the element of you that would actually incline her to be open to that. Yep. And then you think you can just go ahead and do whatever it is. But yeah, bro, cleaning the house, you're going to get a lot of people. In this video, I promise you, men shouldn't be... Oh, the example. If you're working and she's at home, why do you ha- why do you have to pick up? Why do you have to clean the house? Because I live here too. As if this isn't your home. As if all women do is clean. As if all they are there for is to cook for you. No, bro. Let's. Are you only there to work? Is that all you do? Because if that's not all you do, that means that that's not all they do. And if that's not all what they do, then guess what? You can pick up around the house. You can take a load off of her. You can tell her, hey, it's okay. I got it. Relax. Because I know that you've been doing a lot. Wives almost never hear that. And then the men in turn are always expecting to put their feet up when they get home from work, Mm -hmm. grab the sticks, game with their boys, and we've had this... Uh, conversation a million times. Man. We're going to keep having it because... We're going to be... You know why? We're going to keep having it because we have a culture that's pushing towards men being boys, not the other way around. It used to be boys looking forward to being men, to being good husbands, to being providers, mm-hmm. to being someone their wives can lean on. and And then you are going to be an asset to society because society is built on strong men yeah there's a saying that says good time uh what what is it hard times breed strong men strong Strong men make good times good times make weak men and weak men make hard times so i hope the tide is turning towards you know because I hope this is it doesn't get any worse than it is right now. It looks like it can, but I hope it doesn't because I feel like we need to re redistribute manhood across the country, bro. Yeah. It's like I told you with the Paul Washer, his wife, she was like, if there was a man eating bear loose in the country, he, he would die of starvation because there's no men to eat. And that yeah. hit me, bro. And for the few men that do make the change, like we see you and 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 like the word says, like the Bible says, uh, at the end of the day, wisdom is proven correct by its by its results. Yeah. 
That's that's exactly don't, true. You know, don't worry about oh my friends ain't doing it like that, or don't worry about no worry about you, brother. Mm-hmm. Worry about you because at the end of the day, number one, it's your life. You only have one, and number two, a good relationship and a good marriage and a good marriage is rewarding, and it will the fruits will show. And yeah. you'll be you'll be a, like what is it? Happy house, happy spouse, happy house. Exactly. Like take care of what God has commissioned you to take care of. Yeah, and then you will be given grace to help others. We want to take things 17 steps at a time, and that's just not how it works. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta be efficient where you are. It, what is it? Um, it I forgot it in Spanish. It's in Spanish. Again, el que el que mucho abraza poco aprieta. It's like if you try to take on, like if you try to take on a lot, you're gonna be able to hug it. Yeah. Uh, like let's say a really big tree. Yeah. I can't believe I have to break this example down because it's it. <laughs> If you try to hug a big tree, you can hug it, but you're not going to squeeze it. Basically, you can take on a lot, but you're not going to be efficient. Right. So, that being said, slow down. Mm-hmm. Slow down. That's you know that's one of the biggest. Um, essentially, now your your example. Essentially, make sure you got a good grip on something, not just a hold of a lot of things. Exactly. That there you go. That, there you go. Um, slow down. Yeah. Take your time. Look at what you're doing wrong in your home. Don't look anywhere else. Look at where you, what's going on in your home. And like I said before, the man has to be not like just going back to the initiative thing because that's the 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 initial question. As the man, you got to be the first to do everything. Yeah, sucks. Maybe sometimes it doesn't suck, bro. It doesn't, uh, here's the thing. I hate no, because I'm being realistic. Okay, but here's the thing: the the fact that you have to be realistic in this example just shows how we have steadily declined as men. Yeah. Because taking an initiative should not be something that we're like dreading. Yeah, of course. It shouldn't be something that we're like, oh my God, I have to pick up the bills. I have to pick yeah. up the... No, bro. Be thankful that you can because there's other men that wish they could and they can't. Mm. There's men with wives out here who, again, have some uh, disabilities. There's some men out here who don't even have wives who maybe lost a wife. Mm-hmm. There's men out here that wish that they were in your shoes. There's men out here also, divorced men who lost their family, wishing that they didn't that they grabbed the dishes mm-hmm. before they grabbed the, uh, the PlayStation yeah. remote. There's men out here wishing, regretting what they did, what they put their family through, and at the same time, you're over here complaining because you don't want to take some initiative. Oh, well, what do I do? Maybe if you did it more often, you wouldn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. Which I saw something. I think you sent it to me. Was it you who sent it to me? How many times it could be like work for the woman to tell you what you have to do? I don't think that was me. Somebody sent that to me. Maybe it was. I don't know. But what it is, is like when a woman, when you ask her, oh, well, what do I do? She has to put time and effort into figuring out what has to be done. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could have had it done before you even asked her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have to ask means that you have neglected it to the point. That you completely, you're useless at this point. You don't know what to do. Or she would rather do it herself. Because in the time that she explains to you and you get it right, she could do it all by herself. You are robbing her of her feminine energy, bro. So, man, men, it starts with you. It starts with you. Take the initiative. Take the, Again, God created us first. God did not create the woman as the initiative taker. Mm-hmm. He created, man was supposed to name all the animals, take care of the land and everything. And when God saw that man was lonely, he said, you know what? Let me make an ideal helper, right? That does not mean 
second place. And that does not mean less than. And that does not mean servant. Actually, it does. You know what I mean by servant. Okay, bro. but I want to make it make it clear. Okay. That we are to serve each other. Yes, of course. But okay? I, I don't I don't mean like your like, gonna, like, like your maid. wife is gonna yeah your wife exactly. is not your maid exactly that's not that's not what it means. You're How annoying. Wh- <laughs> yes I am annoying. <laughs> however, however, God created us first. So guess what? It was our responsibility first. If Eve was never created, Adam would have had to done to do everything. Everything. And guess what? It's it still falls on us to make sure that things get done. That's all. That's as much as I'm going to say. If you like that or don't like that, then that should tell you whether or not you should get married. Oh, yeah. see, that's why marriage sucks. For you, it will. <laughs> if you keep that mentality, take it over God. Take you it over. You, you can you can just keep hopping from girlfriend to girlfriend, then, yeah. and then be sixty and seventy mm-hmm. with nobody. You know that's that's a really good side comment because I feel like we we don't think of the long term. We don't think in in the years that are to come. If we're blessed enough to live a long life, are we going to be in that life by ourselves? Would we have created the conditions for nobody to want to be with us just because we're not willing to get our crap together as men? That's what I'm going to say about that. You can move on to the next one. The next point. The last point. Yeah. Friends slash influence. And member. Mm-hmm. Men versus boys. Well, not men versus boys. Just how you know. Yeah. And I think you, I think you can tell a lot. It's like that saying: uh, "Birds of the birds of the same feathers flock together." Yeah. You can tell a lot about a man by who he hangs out with. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring this point up. Yeah. Is because we neglect the power of influence. And just to rephrase the the statement, a real man will be careful with what he entertains. Influence can be friends. Influence can be what you watch. Mm-hmm. Influence can be what you consume. Mm-hmm. Influence can be where you work. Yeah. Influence can be what anything that you choose to do, even even who you pick as a spouse. Yeah. So there is a notion that we do not entertain enough, which is the power of influence. Right. If you are a man who's constantly surrounded by other men who talk crap about women, who is who are oogling every other woman that, that they see, who probably are married and they don't care. They can give a crap about how their wife feels right. about them, you know, talking about other women. If you're constantly surrounded by those men, don't be surprised when you start talking like them. If you're with a man who... Do, let's say they have five friends and all five of them have a negative view on their wives. Oh, in Spanish, that's he holy. Like they're always nagging. Yeah, she's always nagging. She they're, bothers so she's much. She's always telling me what to do. She never lets me go out. X, Y, Z, which that's a whole different subject that we can talk about. But if if you are always talking with men that are nonstop talking garbage about their wives, do not be surprised when you start to see your wife as less than. When her suggestions start to sound like nagging. When her, hey, babe, let's go out, starts to sound like she doesn't want me to be with the boys. Yeah. When her, hey, babe, I want you to spend some time with me, which she shouldn't even have to ask you. When that starts to sound initiative. like... Exactly. You should be taking the initiative. When she when that starts to sound like, here she comes, she doesn't want me to play with the video game. 
I feel like many times the perspective that we have towards our wives and towards what's happening in our home is external influence. External influence. Yeah. Careful what you entertain. Always. And it's like, and even if, in yeah, you know, we all come up with friends, high school, whatever, and these are your day ones. But then I guess, so, you know, if you are that man who was married, who's just, you're going to have to cancer. You gotta cut a you gotta cut a finger to save an arm, bro. Exactly, and yo, I've actually cut friends off. I have, I've cut. I'm not gonna say a whole lot, maybe two or three, that I've seen how they treat their wives. I've seen that they're not willing to learn, which I'm actually gonna add a fourth point to this, just so you know. Okay, it's gonna. <laughs> uh, it's your world, man. I'm living in it. I love you. Anyway, they cut. I've cut people off just because they are such a bad influence. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this person is not willing to learn. This person is not willing to understand that they are mistreating this woman. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to learn, I'm not willing to learn from you either. I don't want to, I don't want this influence on my life. And in turn, I've surrounded myself with other men who love their wives who they do not play about their family. Mm-hmm. Family comes first. Mm-hmm. Oh, my kids can't go. I'm not going either. Type thing. Yeah. And I know that that's an exaggeration because there are going to be some weddings that your kids are, you know. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is like, I am there for my family. That's the type of man I've surrounded myself with. And I've seen the effects it's had on me where it's inspired me to be a better husband. And it's not, and it's not that we've, oh, we don't love, we don't love the guys we grew up with or nothing. It's just, there was a shift and, I cannot afford to invest any more time or energy in you. Right. There is no animosity. There is no hate. But if you can't respect the decision that I've made in prioritizing my wife. Yeah. You're not the one that's going to be next to me in the rocking chair at 70 years old. Exactly. It's going to be the woman that I invested time into, the man that you invested time into. I'm telling you, we're not thinking in the long term. We're thinking in, oh, the influence that I have nowadays. I had a man tell me tell me that. Oh, if you let your your friends influence you, you're weak-minded. What? What? Hold on. Let's take a quick pause. Let's hold on. Weak-minded? You want oh. to the Bible? Hell, yeah, I'm going to the Bible. Far be it from me as a man to real to to underestimate the power of influence by. Go ahead. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. We read this a couple times already. Bad company corrupts good character. This is New Testament. This is Paul talking. He's saying, listen, bad company will ruin you. You can have the best character. Why doesn't he say good company will fix bad character? Because I'm guessing the harder the where the bad influences are a lot easier to listen, we cannot choose to we cannot take God's position. No. We are not the Holy Spirit to fix anyone, to mend anyone. We can inspire others. Mm-hmm. We can certainly choose to be an influence, a good light, a positive outlook for other people. Of course. However, however, if you see that there is a bad influence in your life, just know you will be at the losing end of that if you keep entertaining that. If you keep letting these comments go by unchecked, oh, my wife, that bitch. Excuse me, bro? That's your wife, bro. That's your wife. What do you mean? Okay, what led you to the point where you think you can refer to that woman as a bitch? Your wife and the mother of your kids. There was a guy 
who literally threw everything his wife did on the floor. Everything. Wow. Doesn't matter. Take care of the kids. Take care of the household. And the only reason he didn't acknowledge the good stuff was because she didn't acknowledge, she was only acknowledging his bad stuff. And then, in turn, he wanted to make other men understand, see, women are, women are useless. They, they, you will do a million good things, and they will always uh, shine a light on the bat. They'll reinforce the, the negative emotion. And I, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You still have a responsibility as a man to give a good example, to be a good husband. Because the, fil- the, the, the thing that we forget is that regardless of external influences, we're still called to be good husbands. We're so called to lead our wives. We're so called to be good stewards of our home. Mm-hmm. And again, your wife is a reflection of what you're doing. And you're in obedience still. It's like the word says, when Jesus was hung on that cross, what did he say? He's like, he literally, if he wanted to, he could have had angels come and get him. If he wanted to. But he didn't. He was obedient. So, in, in this case, just to bring it back to the, to the topic, you're entertaining poor company. You're entertaining something that you're not willing to become, but at the same time, you're going to become. Yeah. It's like I always say, you you gotta when sometimes when you're in the ocean, the waves will you know, the waves will come and go, and next thing you know, you're far from shore. Yeah. You haven't even realized it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Well, I'll just have my feet here next to the sand. Next thing you know, shh, wave. Oh, I'm still a little bit close. Wave. Shh, I'm still next thing you know, you're miles away from shore. Yeah. And it's it's a thing, and, and and the bad thing is that when you're miles away from shore, at that point, and you trying to get back to shore, you know your wife or you know nobody's there to help you get back to shore. Yeah, the same guys that were those influences that allowed you to be this far from what is what was supposed to be a priority are now not there, help not there helping you get back to where you need to be. Exactly, and it's sad because we we get in our heads a lot as men. And being the person that we are, because let's be honest, we get in our heads a lot and we, we don't allow anyone else in. We just stay there by ourselves. Why is it that the only thing that we do allow in is a negative influence? We, we, we are not willing to listen to good counsel. We're not willing to listen to people who we know are going to be good for us. We get caught up in depression. We get caught, but the one thing that we will entertain is a bad friend, because they're saying the right things, the things that we want to hear. They're reinforcing our bad character. Then this is just already when we went down the line of entertaining that bad friend, because God knows if that friend wasn't even there in your life, you wouldn't even be here to begin with. You would have a very good outlet in your life. You wouldn't be in the middle of the sea trying to swim back to shore. You would be the one throwing the lifeboat for other people to get back to shore. But now you're looking for other influences out there. You're trying to see what can you do to get back. And you're drowning. You're drowning. And the, and the, 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 thing, the kicker is that we don't see that our wife is right there next drowning next to us. We drug her right back in there. So there's that. And um, I do have one last point. Uh-huh. Um. And by the way, just so you uh, chosen ones, we're we're praying for you, okay? I we do see I do see the um the comment that you that you left there. We are praying for you. Um with that being said, a boy is not willing to, to learn. And a man is willing to learn. A boy will not be taught. A man is willing to be taught. 
this is going to be this is going to be a short point, right? But the only reason I'm saying this is because if you are a man, you know 100% that you don't have everything figured out. You know they can learn from other people. Right. And this kind of, you know, clings off of the um it clings off of the 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 last point. The friends and influence. Okay. The influence, right? Once you do have good influences in your life, you are going to to see that you do not have everything figured out. You're going to want to be a good man. I've seen boys that are married refuse to learn. Outright tell me, no, I don't want to learn that. That's not something that I want to do. And if you, if you, an unteachable man is a liability. Very much so. An unteachable man is a liability because he is, he, unteachable, unteachability is just a bigger way of saying prideful. Prideful. And I've always said that pride is the destructor of marriages. Pride is only good for destroying marriages. So if that's not what you're trying to do, why do you keep using it? If you are with a man that refuses to learn, I would talk to him. Because, again, we're not encouraging divorce. We're not encouraging any of this. No, never. We're just trying to make you see that there's a lot of things that men need to work on. And I feel like a big thing, the if not the biggest thing, is pride. If you're prideful, you're not going to get very far. If you're prideful, your wife is going to see that it's not, it's not going to be something, it's not a glamorous character trait. It's It literally, in my mind, when I think about pride, I think about something that's rotten. Something that stinks. Something that's just festering somewhere. And eventually, that stink is not going to be, be able to be removed. And then you contage other people. Yeah. I agree. It's a good point. I just want us to be teachable, man. Because if we're not teachable, it, again, it is, it's under the assumption that we think we know everything. We think we're in control. We think that we can do no wrong. And it's... I You, you see, the, I've been there in the sense that I've developed a... a well, not not anymore because I've I've changed that, but I I had the habit that let's say that I did something wrong, right? Um, what's an example? Okay, let's say that I I know how to change a tire, but just for the example, right? Let's say that I'm changing a tire, and you see how you're supposed to tighten the 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 nuts in a certain way. Yeah, like a star, right? Exactly. Let's say that I start tightening them like around. Yeah. How I'm not supposed to do it. Right. And someone tells me, "Hey, that's not how you're supposed to do it." Instead of me saying, um, oh, really? How am I supposed to tighten it? I go, yeah, I know, I know. And I just start doing it the other way. The same, the, yeah. I don't acknowledge my error. I just keep pushing forward. Even if I fix it, but I don't acknowledge it. Yeah, which eventually will... That's pride. Yeah. It's prideful. It's, it's very... Um, it's an inconvenient character trait, especially for marriage. So that's basically what it is. I, you know, I'm just saying... Saying what it is, right? You need to be a teachable man. Do you want to move on to the question? You got anything to add to that? I have nothing to add, my guy. Okay. So I told you you were you were gonna like this question, right? Yeah, we'll see. All right. Hey guys, I'm about to get married to the love of my life. This is a woman, by the way. I'm about to get married to the love of my life. I have seen many examples of what a woman should not be. What advice can you give me to be a good wife? Carmen, 
<laughs> she she won't. She come won't. answer this question. It's for you. No, nah, no, nah, she's not gonna come. So again, this is a woman that. By the way, thank you so much for for asking this. Yeah. Because the fact that you're asking this to two men, I mean that's what I'm thinking. To two men, that's. I feel like that's a good. That's a good. It's thing. a good thing. Yeah, because we can give perspective on what a good wife, what we're looking for in a wife. Yeah, that's you know? also true. At least we can give the generalization because again, I don't know exactly what your husband or soon to be husband is looking for, but we can give some insight on this. Do you have any advice on how to be a good wife? Yeah. I'm going to give one, just one advice. She's already got a good start. I see I see in the way that she vocalizes her love for her husband. Yeah. Be intentional. Okay. Be intentional and commitment is not a feeling. It's a decision you have to make every single day, even on the days you don't feel like loving him. Just like... Exactly. Love is an, is a decision, not a feeling as well. Commitment, love, all those things are as not long feelings. As go, go. I don't know if you're a believer or not, but go read First Corinthians 13. Yeah. That's, I can't say, honestly, I cannot have any more power or any more knowledge in the word of God. In fact, read the whole book of Corinthians. Because, no, yeah, that's the whole Because book. it does have really good good insight on all that. Um, But yeah, being intentional about things is, is A1 advice. Of course. In my opinion. Because being um being somebody who's unintentional about things, basically just let things go by, what that's gonna cause is feeling of neglect. And you don't want your husband to feel neglected. Just like you wouldn't want to feel neglected, you don't want your husband to feel neglected. So I agree with you, be intentional. Uh commitment is not always gonna come naturally. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me say that. Commitment is not always going to come naturally. It is going to be, sometimes it's going to be a struggle because there are going to be times where you feel like you're losing yourself, but you're not really losing yourself. And to that, I want to add something else. If there's anything you do in marriage, both of you, I know you want to know how to be a good wife, but this is something that has to come simultaneously. Try to outserve each other. Try to outserve each other. Do not let the other person. Without keeping tabs. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. If if it's just like a one-sided thing, it can turn into me keeping tabs. Right. But try to outserve each other. Don't let the other person always take the load. When you wake up, ask yourself, how can I make this man's life better? How can I put a smile on this man's face? It's not always going to be sex. I'll tell you that right now. Sex is beautiful. It's a great thing. We enjoy it. It is a part of intimacy. But there's some times that we just want to spend some time with you. There's some times that we just want to sit down and watch the game and have you there with us. Yeah. There's some times that we want to do something that you probably would never think of doing, mm-hmm. like going out to play paintball or something like that. But the fact that you said, yes, baby, let's go, take a step forward, a uh, further step, buy the tickets. Say, hey, babe, I got us tickets to go watch the Phillies and the Yankees game. Buy the jerseys. Yeah. Make make this man feel like he's not alone. Yeah. Because loneliness is a very real thing for men. And be and, and be on that point of loneliness and be somebody. Be a safe partner. Yeah. Because we do live in a world where where men, well, it's always been like this. Where men, we tend to suppress emotions and we tend to suppress a lot of things and just 
be a safe place for mm -hmm. your for your for your husband to be able to if he's gonna go to anybody for any concern, let it be you. Yeah, and that's actually that's a really good point because to the woman who asked us this, I want to say this: if this man is not already emotionally intelligent and grounded and secure, it's gonna it might cost you a little bit to get him to open up. Be patient with him. Mm -hmm. Be patient with him. And um, Cindy, she's asked quite a few questions here, so I'm gonna ask answer that last one. How can you be that safe space? Get to know your husband. Know his traumas. Be intentional about getting that trauma fixed because I do not believe that traumas make you who you are. No. I feel like those those are events that happen in your life that you can 100% move on from. And it comes... Wait, did you have another one? Yeah, and one more, one last thing. Understand that it is not always going to look the way you want it to look. It's going to be messy. It's going to require some willpower. It's going to require some self-control because sometimes you're going to want to cuss them out. And you got to be vulnerable. Yes. If for me, that's that would be like number one. In order to create a safe, a safe place and be a safe person, you got to be vulnerable. Authenticity you, is important. Always. You got to be vulnerable to the point that because you don't, you don't want to look like you're the one in the marriage or in the relationship that has it all figured out and you're the one that's hurt. Exactly. Do you feel, I'm going to ask you this because, do you feel as though the reason you need vulnerability is because you don't want to feel like you're sitting in a therapist's office? Exactly. Like you don't want to feel like you're talking to a, like to a doctor. You mm -hmm. want to talk to your wife. Mm -hmm. Like we can pay for therapy. Exactly. Like we can do this and therapy. But I don't need somebody to dissect my thoughts right now. I need somebody to, to sit here with me and give me comfort. Some advice might be might be good, but remember, just like women don't always want problem solving. Yeah. I feel like we're in the same boat too. Sometimes we just need to be You gotta be and and along with that comes uh, that irrational grace that I always speak about. Yeah. If you if, if you are a if you are a, a woman who let's say your man comes to you it's never a good sign if your man is afraid to tell you any time that he's done anything wrong. No. Even if it's not in the extremes of cheating, you know, let's say he used a credit card to just buy himself whatever mm -hmm. and he didn't tell you. If if it's something as small as that and he's still and he's afraid to tell you, the bigger things it'll be even more. So you gotta you you gotta meet you gotta have this irrational grace to the point that it's not, but it's almost okay that he did what he did. Yeah, and just to go off of that last part. We're not encourage you, encouraging you to um, downplay or even ignore the negative things that he does. Yeah. Because we had a woman a few weeks back that asked us, uh, how does she confront her man for watching pornography? That they had a huge fight about mm -hmm. it. And the only thing I got from it was, you didn't treat this as an addiction. You treated it as cheating. Yeah. Which... Debatable to, to one, you know, it can be. Mm -hmm. Some people can see it as that. I think it is. But um, you didn't treat it as though he was struggling with something. You treated it as though he did something to you. And in reality, he doesn't want to be there in the first place. So if you and your husband, because at that point you will be husband, ever go through these things, just like my brother Oscar is saying, make sure that you are not, coming at him yeah 
you're not pointing fingers at him. Exactly. Because he already probably feels bad about it anyway. The last thing you want to do is precisely, add on to the precisely. guilt and the shame. It's almost like you're being retroactive mm-hmm. with the solution. You're not giving the amount of time necessary yeah. for healing. You're not opening up the dialogue. You're shutting him down. And then when you shut him down, the conversation stops. Exactly. And when the conversation stops, he's like, I can't talk to her. And work with him to be to put that in the past and move forward in a, in a proactive way. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, criticism, criticism without works is gossip. Exactly. I always say that. So that's work with him. Don't let him... If it's, if it's something like pornography or if it's something just... Work with him. Let him know that it's okay that he. T- it's good that he told you, and it's not okay that he did it. It's it's um we're we're making a lot of assumptions here, right? That yeah he has trauma. Yeah, yeah. The thing is that many of us do, most of us do, and it's it's something that many people don't really acknowledge, and this is why marriages sometimes end up crumbling. So if you want to be a good wife, understand that you're not this man's mother. You're not there to reprimand him all the time, even though correction is necessary sometimes. You are allowed to correct them, mm-hmm. okay? But be soft. Be gentle. Be that space that maybe he didn't have when he was growing up. Make sure that when you marry this man, you make it very clear. You can't talk to me about anything. There's nothing worse than walking on eggshells in a marriage. Now, every little thing that you do, you think you're going to cause a fight. Mm-hmm. Every little thing you do, you think is going to cause an argument. And nag- and then you, all you say is, if I would have seen this coming before, I wouldn't have said nothing. Yeah. You do not want that reaction from a man. Exactly. It's going to cause a lot like of that. resentment towards you. It's going to cause him to see you in a different light. It's going to cause him to go to other people, which you don't want that either. It's going to cause him to go to other people. And then you're going to be like, you could have came to me. Yeah. Then you're going to get offended all over again. You're going to make it about yourself all over again, and then the cycle repeats itself. Yeah, so to the woman that asked this question, first and foremost, thank you for asking. Absolutely. And congratulations, by the way, yeah. on becoming a wife. That is, in my opinion, a prize. It is. It is. Be- becoming a wife and a husband. Those are milestones that we want to downplay nowadays. And I, I just and I just pray that this couple has a long-lasting, beautiful, God-bearing marriage. Absolutely. And... To speak to that, to being the long-lasting marriage, if you want a long-lasting marriage, subscribe to the podcast. So that was today. That was today. You got anything else to say, bro? Nope. All right. So I love everybody who was in the comments sections of this live, by the way. Yeah. I'm not going to scroll up, but everybody who was a part of this interacting, whether it was interacting with us or with each other, we really appreciate each and every one of you, each and every like that's there. We love you guys. And... We just hope you guys have a great Thursday. Absolutely. And if you want to see some of these clips, we're going to be uploading them to Instagram. Yeah. Um, you, go ahead and follow us at, at underscore, underscore stay, stay uncomfortable pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I always have a hard time writing it here. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Let's see. But yeah, we, we, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys for even considering us as good counsel. You know, two men that just have struggled in their own relationships and are trying to to teach or trying to trying to teach you guys to to just you know be better versions of you guys selves, and in the process, you guys teach us. Absolutely. So I just dropped it there. Yeah, there it is. Uh, underscore stay uncomfortable pod. Go ahead, follow that on Instagram, and um, you will be seeing some of these clips today. 
The YouTube channel is going to be launching next year. Officially. We're you doing. said it. We're doing it. You said it. I'm putting out. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Putting it out there. Officially. So You guys heard it. The YouTube channel is going to be launching uh, next year. We're going to have these full videos up there. So um, with that being said, thanks so much for joining us now. And um, tune in next week. Got, we got something good. So yeah. with that being said, thank you so much for listening. Stay uncomfortable. Stay uncomfortable. <laughs>